the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to Disagree With Me, a podcast dedicated to considered conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, also known as Angel Rodriguez, and I'm your host. As always, joined by Mr. Caleb Powers. Well, not always joined by, well, no, by yeah. at least in spirit, always, sh- certainly, yeah. but maybe not always, always. But yes, today well, I'm here and I'm not just behind the behind the camera, as it were. Um, I'm here. You're in front of it. Yep. We get to see you today. Yep. Man and hopefully the legend. white balance is much better now, now that I've learned my mistakes. Well, yeah. No, it is. Uh, one That's white good. person, one Hispanic. <laughs> A good white balance. Yes. Yes. Oh. There we go. Gosh. <laughs> it's great. We're meeting to be our back. diversity it's quota. Great to be back. Welcome back, y'all. It's been a while, man. It has been way too long. Yep. It has been. I remember <laughs> how we at the beginning of the year had like this whole thing about uh, our plans for this year and how we wanted to release oh, yeah. more episodes <sighs> and, and uh, <laughs> be more consistent. Yep. And that has not panned out. It has not whatsoever. Mm-mm. And that's probably my fault. So I'm sorry about that. Um, it's all good. Hopefully, I mean, someone listens. I, to it. I do indeed blame you, but it's you know I forgive yeah. you as well. So. Yeah. That's my fault. But a lot of things have happened since then. I. I'm finally back inside my house. That's good. Uh, last time I was recording outside because I was locked outside my house. <laughs> and you've been locked outside <laughs> since July. Well, not since July, but since then I've been able to re-enter my home. <laughs> well, that's, that's what you made it sound like at first. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm finally getting back I'm to back. my house after this entire thing. <laughs> I finally was uh, able to. Make it back inside. So, so I can use that as my excuse for just in time for the so winter long. months. Just in time. Yes. So it snowed today. So that's okay. what made me. I finally caved and broke a window and <laughs> crawled inside. It's actually been really nice today. It's been it's been a nice warm breeze. <sighs> Way to rub it in. Oh, well, it's legit. It's cold, man. It's it's winter over here. Okay. I. It makes me want to move. Well. But not to Idaho. That's the same thing. <laughs> it is actually more north, but it's nicer. It, it actually is nicer. It gets less cold. Yeah. So, yeah. isn't it because all the, the wheat attracts the heat? The heat. That is no, no. That's definitely not how that, that works. It? Uh, it has to. Do, well, it just has to do with the Pacific Northwest climate. So, yeah. yeah. No, Wisconsin's just a cold place. Yes, it is. But nevertheless, what are we? What are we even here for? I don't know. What are we? I don't know. What are we here for, Angel? That's a good question. Why did you drag me onto this podcast again? I figured we probably should, if we're gonna, um, I, we did kind of. I paid for this microphone, so I figured I better use it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get your money's worth. How how many episodes? How many episodes of disagree with me will make your microphone worth it? Like how how many cents 
or how dollars many, per episode are we talking many, here <laughs> how many are my contracts <laughs> uh we, we definitely kidding. did not sign a contract though no now that i'm making everything I'd... a little bit more official we probably should maybe i don't know yeah we should make it official yeah and then i'll get a tattoo yeah. just for fun <laughs> okay <I'll, laughs> a tattoo of the contract like on your back yeah yeah it'll okay. be binding all right no but i actually i that's not why we're recording i i got this microphone a long time ago i got it before all this so Thank my you. microphone's paid off i have no more payments left on it <laughs> i own it outright. Your 50 dollar microphone <laughs> or whatever it was yeah yeah the struggle was real no i use my biden bucks for it so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nice, nice. <laughs> no, but no, we're here. We're here to have a, a considerate conversation. I don't know how much disagreement there will be. Um, kind of like the last conversation that we had way, way, way back uh, with Thomas. It's more just I just want to hear. We are having a considerate conversation this. on a taboo topic, right? Like, okay, um, yes, certainly. It just, you know, even though the podcast is titled "Disagree with Me," um, the actual tagline is "Considerate Conversations on Taboo Topics." Yes. So that that opens us up to have a little bit of other conversations. Yeah, we just yeah. we could talk about anything and just say y'all can disagree with this. <laughs> talk about like, like puppies are is- very cute, and if you disagree with us, please let us know. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know. Eggnog yeah. is delicious. There are definitely I'm sure people will- who disagree with you there. People- uh, no, no, there I'm not one of them. But eggnog is delicious. It you is. know what the weird thing about eggnog is, and I hadn't had. I never tried eggnog until I was probably like. 20 21 years old wow that is sad angel so that's like next year um I'm just <laughs> it's like how old are you i'm old no, man <laughs> <laughs> no people think people think i'm like 18 but um you do yeah i hadn't tried it yeah yeah some people might say i'm, I'm childish but no that's not thank <laughs> you that's a nice way of putting it <laughs> yeah, you have a face. Okay. But the thing about this way angel it's when just, you're when you're 50 you'll look 30 right I guess so. Yeah. Hopefully not. But nevertheless, eggnog hadn't tried it because um the the name it's just like turned turned me away for the longest time. Like what is a what is yeah, like eggnog? what is in this thing? Am I drinking raw eggs? What is wrong? But yeah, eggnog, what's happening? Yeah. Here? Yeah. But it's delicious. They should it change is. the name and I think it would win more people over. What, what would like you change the name of eggnog to Angel to make it sound more appealing to people? delicious <laughs> just uh, delicious <laughs> just the delicious drink. yes okay all right i mean i agree with you it's eggnog is really really good i, I, like, it good. I like it a lot but i think people are seeing why we don't record as often <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, we're about six minutes into this episode and everyone's just like all right well um yeah. you should have just stopped while you're ahead guys <laughs> no. No. And that's the episode. Thank you guys for coming in and checking us out. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this is. Yeah, what are we talking about? What are we talking about, Angel? We're, we're talking about theonomy because I want to formally be introduced to what theonomy sure. is. Because sure. I've heard a time, the term time and time again. I've even been asked by somebody, by people, if I'm a theonomist and I have just had to say, I don't know. I'm not really sure. And so I figured, Caleb, you certainly would group yourself it seems as a theonomist and you're very proud of that 
right? Yes. Oh, very much so. Yes. Is it something you want to keep hitting? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have it on my Twitter bio, so there's that. I mean, true. Yeah. Can't hide that. No. So I figured who better to ask than you? I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that would be better to ask than me, but well, I will give an attempt at anyway. You're the only person. Yeah. You're the you person can, that I can actually get a hold of. Angel can get a hold of that can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I agree with that. Yeah. You're my, you're my theonomy guy. I got a guy for yeah, everything yeah. and you're the guy that I go to. So am I just your theonomy guy or am I? No, 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 no. You wear many different hats. Okay. That, that's good. That's good. I, I tried yeah. to at least, you yeah. know, try not to be one note. No, yeah. yeah. So, so Theonomy. I guess Theos Theonomy? meaning God, Nomos meaning law, God's law. There you go. I mean, All right, basically, it. I mean, really, yeah. Theonomy is, um, Wikipedia says it's a hypothetical Christian form of government in which society is ruled by divine law, which I mean, I agree with that. Um, that okay. sounds like a pretty, pretty apt description of it. Um, and honestly, I'm just going to keep reading this Wikipedia definition for now because it's pretty good so far. Theonomists hold that divine law, particularly the judicial laws of the Old Testament, should be observed by modern societies. I think those two sentences are good a good introduction to what theonomy is, right? So it's the view that um, God's, God's divine laws, particularly the judicial laws of the Old Testament, should be observed by modern societies. Now, when the, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, like, what does it mean, observe? Like, as in follow them right like their mm -hmm. their laws should be based upon the judicial laws in the mosaic code um right when we when we look when we look at our societies today and we say what is a just set of laws well we look to the set of laws that were justly put down into you know and mm -hmm. codified by the god of the universe himself um yeah so like how do you I guess how does this play out in, in now in society? Like, how do you? Well, obviously, Angel, what we do is we just take the 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 laws completely, like literally as written, and we just try to mm -hmm. force them into society. And so we make everyone go back to an agrarian society because then otherwise the laws don't make any sense. So, um, no, that's not what we do. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So the the big really the, the misunderstanding here, right? So if I you know give gave it gave the description of theonomy as we follow God's law. Mm -hmm. That is not untrue of theonomy, but the, you know, pretty much all Christians would have to agree with that. But, but the, the rub comes for basically the fact that ju the judicial laws are still applicable. And what I want to be clear about is I, I hold to the 1689 London Baptist confession of faith, which says the judicial laws, the civil laws of the Old Testament of, of the Mosaic Code are abrogated except for where general equity demands. I agree with that. I ascribe to that confession of faith. Um, the the rub comes, so I consider myself a, and this is what like Jeff Durbin is too, and I believe Greg Bonson called him this himself this as well. And I, I assume others, but I don't I don't want to get put words in their mouths. Um, the theonomist that I'm familiar with would consider themselves general equity theonomists. And what we mean by that is we su subscribe to the confessions of faith that make that clear that they are abrogated, which, which, you know, the word abrogation does not mean, you know, uh, let's, you know, it says repeal or do away with, but in this context, it's, it's not a like get rid of completely because of the context. Right. So it says abrogate except for generally equity requires us. Right. Um, and, and what, we take that to mean is 
and and what I believe historically the people who wrote those confessions of faith who you know made those statements um, believe as well based on the society that they lived in is that we still base our laws off of God's judicial law but they aren't for like just taken, like one for one yeah, yeah one for there's not a one for one correlation here okay um right so we obviously can't just look at all the judicial laws and say well we have to follow this particular judicial law to the letter because it's written in god's word we obviously take a more contextual historical approach yeah. to how this is supposed to be interpreted um but the law of god the, the mosaic code was given to an actual nation in this nation was a just nation because God gave them those laws. And so that should tell us something about those laws, right? It doesn't mean that we have to um, follow them all to the letter be because as is clear when you just read the, the laws, they are very, uh, well, one, one, they obviously reveal to us that they, like this is an agrarian society that has certain expectations, right? And so there are certain laws where like about livestock and stuff that aren't going to be directly yeah. applicable to most of us um but that doesn't mean that the principles in play there aren't still relevant and abiding and are a standard of justice by which we should base our laws upon um and what's okay. also important just about looking at those laws <clears throat> is when when people claim that theonomists are saying we should make a one-for-one -one correlation um they're not even paying attention to um to how the laws are actually written right um the judicial laws themselves aren't written to be a one-for-one -one correlation right they are written as case law and what is case law case law is uh, here is a sense. general principle by which we can extrapolate out into all these different areas by giving examples of the sort of thing that might happen right and and that's how that law was written and so that's how that it's literally already giving us the way in which we should view these laws um, yeah. So we don't take them as a one-for-one -one correlation because that's not even how they took them. Um, so yes, they are abrogated in the sense that we are not Israel, right? And and we yeah. have to know that and make distinctions based on that fact. But we are also still under the rule of of Jesus Christ, right? Um, and when you look in the Old Testament, um, the constant refrain uh, of being given about the law given to moses was it is righteous it is good it is just the nations were supposed to the the surrounding nations of uh the nations surrounding israel were supposed to look at that law and say and they did like it was actually recorded and i can't remember the exact passage but there's a passage in one place where it says like um you're supposed to follow these laws so that the other nations will look at you and say what a good god is this like what 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 a nation what nation is this that has a God and a law so good as this? Um, because when you actually do the comparison, so you think about Hammurabi's code, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's the punishment? Do you know the punishment for a thief? What happens to the, a thief in Hammurabi's code? I have read it. I think, I think um, probably cut off your hand or something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cut off your hand. And I, I know like some Muslim nations do that um, yeah. and have done that in the past. Um, but, but really when you think about that i mean just common sense right away you're like well what how does that what does that solve and and when you think about it for three seconds it's like well now that person's going to be unable to feed themselves right they're not gonna be able to do work with their hands 
in the same way they did before, especially if they are doing work that required two hands. And so you've just made them a permanent criminal, right? Forever and ever. Um, Because they almost have to sink to those levels to survive at that point. God's law says you steal something, you pay it back, right? Okay. And 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 that's the difference. And so w- when we look at our laws today, um, and God's laws, I, I it's just immediately obvious to me, at least, and other people who've who've claimed theonomy for themselves as as something that they ascribe to, that these are unjust laws be- directly because they go against the principles mm-hmm. set down in the Old Testament. Um, yeah. yeah. So that 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 would be the basic description I'd give of what's going on here. Um, okay. With the army. Well, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you. Like would. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So, so like the confusion for me was that I have heard people, and this is why, I, like, um, refrain from calling myself a theonomist because I have heard people say it gets a bad rap. Like online theonomy is like. I feel like we should put an asterisk in one of the, like the E in theonomy. Uh, if we like name this episode theonomy, mm. just, just because it like gets a bad rap and nobody wants to talk. Or like when people talk about it, <laughs> right, it's right, always right. in a bad light. Censor it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that was a confusion for me because I don't know that I feel like that should be the consistent Christian response. Shouldn't it yes. be like, if we're going to be Christians and live our, just in everything, like how can you be, because everybody, every Christian is a theonomist in in the sense that like that um, in their home life, right? Like they're like, yeah, yeah. the Bible says a husband exactly. is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Yeah. Like we're supposed to follow the Bible in that or in the relationship, personal relationships. But then when it goes to government, everybody's like, no. It's a free for all, right? Like, it's Yeah, like, like that's, that's the thing matter. that's confusing to me. Like why wouldn't yep. you, if you were a Christian, yep. be, be like, yeah, I'm a Christian and I, God says this. God says murder is bad. Yep. And so I want my government to say that murder is bad because God said so. Like and, and give like a just punishment for murder, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the shortest episode. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> and, you know, so, but but I'll explain a little bit further because obviously yeah. people have an, an issue with theonomy, and I think part of the issue here, right, is that there's a very unfair that. I have continued. I mean, I've been a theonomist for a good maybe five what, years what, now. Maybe what what like led you to that path to like to say uh, that you are- Apologia mainly Apologia Studios, um, Apologia Church. Um, just Did the way you- that Jeff Durbin and others around the world have mm-hmm. explained all of this. Um, before before being a theonomist, did you have? I mean, did you just not think about? I was a Republican, government? I guess. <laughs> right 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 that's the thing is like no. before you 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 just kind of yeah. get your and i think that's basically what happens right is christians will just get their standard of how government should work from whatever political affici- affiliation they have and mm-hmm. think like well i guess you know the party line is this so that seems right to me and we don't like the democrats yeah. so i guess we're gonna go with this um yeah. and there are christians yeah. that do like democrats and then yes yeah. there's also yeah. that it's a mess uh, I think for me, it was like I was a Republican just by default, right? Um, just c- standard conservative Republican Christian. And then I started mm-hmm. looking into um, anarcho-capitalism and libertarianism and that whole world there and started yeah. being like, well, yeah, this is, wait a second, why are we stealing money from people? Like, this is weird. Like, what's going on here? And then once I got, like, started listening to theonomy stuff, I was like, 
oh, here it is. Like, because I was starting to do the same thing in a better way. Like, I think libertarians and anarcho-capitalists, that whole realm has a better answer to this question than Republicans do, but they're still not all the way there. Um, and then when I got to theonomy, that's where I was like, mm, yes, the things that I was seeing that were wrong here, it's not just because the, you know, the non-aggression principle is something that's good. It's uh, God's law has a radically different view of how justice is to be done in a governmental setting than we do right now in America, Republican or Democrat, um, yeah. or wherever you stand on that. I feel like I feel like everybody, even the people that would say that they're not theonomists, though, specific, like Christians. Yeah, I think a lot of them would say that the reason they they don't believe that we should uh, take the general principles found in Scripture to our government today is because they have it on. Uh, they think that like the law is gone, right? They're like, well, the Bible says, you know, that's that's passed away or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not it doesn't say that, but they would say yeah. something like that. And then in a sense, I feel like you're still doing the, you're still basing your political beliefs and what you think the Bible says. You're wrong about what it says, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think that's, I, I don't know. I just, I think that's yeah, no, interesting. For sure. Yeah. The, the issue mainly here is I think it's a matter of pragmatism versus mm -hmm. just following the word of God, right? It's like, this seems to work. Like we, we live in, I think for, and specifically for like Republic, Republicans, I think, and the conservatives in general have a bigger problem with this than Democrats in this one yeah. sense. And it's, they, they see the world in this, like everything's bad sort of light, right? We, there's, it, it's, you know, total depravity, except not total depravity, but like a political mm -hmm. version of that. And they think like, we got to like toughen up and like do whatever works like pragmatism you got to make sure that everybody can be safe in this way that way the other way um got to make sure we give all the money to the police and the military and whatnot and it, for them it's about like we think the rugged american way in this sense is like what works and so we're going to go with that mm -hmm. as opposed to democrats i think in in liberals in general um i i think they're more theonomist because you know, they don't have the law of God as their standard, but they, they understand that something is very wrong with the approach that whatever works is good. And they want to take a more idealistic approach. Like this is the ideal yeah. we see in our minds, what we want to be true. They, they, the ideal they see is wrong and the way they take to get there is also wrong, but they're, yeah. they have a, but they're, a different they're view going, about it. Yeah. Like for them, it's, it's a, it's not just, what works it's like no it's it's what leads it's to what the, they think is right the, right exactly. yeah yeah um and, and that's part of the part of the issue is that they have that right view that yes we mm -hmm. need to have a just society but what they think is just is not just um and then so, so all that being said right like the issue i think at stake is we as well, christians I have given up utopia and given it to the um given it to the non-believers mm -hmm. and, and this is where i think post-millennialism really like ties into everything and and why you kind of i think they work so well together post-millennialism and theonomy because the god's word says um the law of god will cover the face of the earth like the waters cover the sea um that's that's the the christian view of history is this is what will happen in our world and that is a utopian view that has been opted, has been co-opted by 
liberals. And so now us as being good conservative Christians, which I, I have no problem, like I want to be a good conservative Christian, but not a good conservative Christian. Um, you know, us as good conservative <laughs> Christians are like, we, ca- we have to react against whatever the liberals are doing. And so because mm-hmm. they've taken utopia as their aim, we have to say, well, there can be never, there can never be such a, such a thing as mm-hmm. good progress in a just society. Like we just have to like make a holding pattern here and try to mm-hmm. try to make it work as opposed to the Christian view, which is things will get better and better as the law of God changes hearts. Um, and that applies to all spheres of society, not just people's individual hearts. Um, anyway, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I was like going back to the things said about Republicans. I don't know. I feel like they do. Republicans do have I, ideals. No, they, they certainly do. Yeah. They have ideals. I just feel like they're not as, um, like you said, like they're kind of, it's more of a reaction to yeah. whatever the liberals Their, their ideals are whatever the liberals do to do is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like eventually they, they still do cave on those things. Cause like exactly. I think about, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they're just like 10, 15 years behind them. Yes. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I don't and, know. And, and, I don't, yeah, and so what's, what's happening here, right? Then this is, it's all tied together with, with all of these topics. What's happening is the liberals are taking the Christian view of history. Um, and I mean, Hegel, that's what Hegel and Marx did. Um, they took the Christian view of history of utopia of like things getting better of change actually being possible of hearts actually being changed and a better world being birthed and they took it for themselves and they did a better job with it than the Christians were doing. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. in, in terms of like actually changing things, actually getting there, like actually winning. And so the conservative position became a never ending battle of attrition where they were just slowly losing because they would never actually take winning steps because that, those, those are the tactics that the liberals were doing. Yeah. I feel, yeah. And I think it's because what comes to mind is like, in even in the word conservative, yeah, right. It's like, we want to conserve. So we don't want to change. We don't want to move. Yes, exactly. We want to stay where we are. And we fail to recognize, I think that like you do to conserve what you have, like you have to, it's not just sitting in one place. Yep. Like you have to put work. Like if you want yep. to conserve a house, you don't just live in it for a hundred yep. years. Or you whatever. have to maintain like it's it. It's going to be falling apart. You have to yep. keep it. Yeah. So I feel like, is exactly. that the point you're trying to make? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and, and, and yeah. the reason I bring that up is because this is where I think the, that's the mindset of people who react against the enemy, right? Is mm-hmm. it's basically like, it's, it sounds liberal to them and it, that's because it is, but not in the yeah. way they think, right? It's because liberals stole it from us first. This this mindset of yeah. like victory is what I'm mainly okay, pointing okay. out. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. The mindset of victory, the, the idea that this can actually change. We can actually change our societies through the law of God, through the gospel, yeah. right? Um, and when those things, when we you know take steps in that direction, we will actually win. We will actually have victories and things will actually change and progress and get better as opposed to just maintaining and conserving the traditional way. Right. Because, yeah, as you're saying, like if, if you don't maintain that and, and that's I, be, I believe that's what America started with, what was a very theonomic position of this is we're going to base our society on God's law. I mean, if you look at any of our 
like if you look at the constitution if you look at yeah. the way our case law was set up at the beginning it's all very christian unbelievably yeah. christian actually yeah i'm reading a book right now about the the revolutionary war and something that stood out to me was uh uh i, I believe um boston basically a lot of stuff happened in boston and the 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 british sent troops to boston and so they were like occupying boston and the virginia what essentially was like their assembly like the representative status or the col the colonies representatives mm -hmm. met together and passed the uh resolution basically saying like we're gonna fast and pray to god that he mm -hmm. would bring freedom to the people of boston mm -hmm. and that's like when i read that i was like wow that's crazy i mean imagine that happening today yep. and everybody would be like even christians would be like how dare you bring exactly god into this like separation and that's of because state. the liberals won right that's yeah. because they took steps once you know we we eventually digressed into this mindset of we just have to keep what we have and mm -hmm. and we and so we changed our strategy right as opposed to making sure it kept getting better we stagnated yeah. we we stalemate and we just well, stopped yeah, yeah. I feel like the worst part of it, though, is like, okay, we're like conserving what we have, but then when it gets taken from us, we let it. We don't fight. We let back. it be taken yeah. from. Yeah, mm -hmm. we don't fight back. Exactly. We don't go and get it back. Yep. We're just like, okay, we lost that one, so let's just okay, let's retreat yep. to here, and then we'll we'll hold this one for sure. Exactly. And then, and then we get to that point, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, you know what? And it's that's why. Die on, like, and that's yeah. why right now, pretty much the Republican position is gay marriage is okay and everything's fine with that. Yeah. Oh no. Right? <laughs> yeah. It all changed. Yeah. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. Very quick. It, and it's accelerating, yeah. right? Uh, for and sure. Everybody. Yeah. I guess this conversation took a little turn. I don't think we're it talking did. about Tiananmen. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, we are. That's the, that's the issue. And and so what I yeah. the the reason I bring all of that up is because th that's what's at stake with this. Because mm -hmm. what I see people doing when they're misunderstanding and misrepresenting the theonomous position they are wanting to i mean they're making a straw man right they're they're saying yeah. oh you just so, want to make everyone follow all the letters all the letter of the law for the entire mosaic code and you want to burn people at the stake all over the place and kill stone children who say no to their parents once right none of that is true and honestly if you do even a cursory study into the, how the law in the Mos in mosaic era actually worked it wasn't true then either right yeah the the point of the like you, uh, a disobedient child was stoned was literally like an adult who was rebellious and had lived a life of rebellion and this is like the last ditch effort to basically be like, well, there's literally nothing we can do for this kid because he has spent his entire life rebelling. And now and, you know, we are going yeah. to stone him now because he is he's not going to be he is basically a traitor to his family and to our nation. Right. That's basically what it was. It was treason mm -hmm. um, because of the way the laws, the law of God works. Um, it wasn't, oh, six-year-old Johnny refuses to take a bath, and now I guess we got to bring him out in front of everyone and stone him to death. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, it's actually remarkable. Um, there's, I don't think there's a single case in the entirety of Scripture of an actual execution by stoning being recorded. Um, in terms of like like in the, oh, in Old, the Testament, Old Testament, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the New Testament, but that that would they were doing it wrong mm -hmm. then anyway. 
um yeah. right there was it would there were bad examples in the new testament yeah um and and that should tell you something about how often this actually happened right um the the punishment that's given there for a lot of stuff like you know rape and incest and murder and all this stuff those are the maximum punishments that were allowed right that's what's listed there is this is the maximum punishment that can be given for any given crime and so there are many cases of when you actually do a study into this stuff of it being a spectrum of punishments based on context based on and we see that in the principles given in the old testament anyway can can you think of one up off the top of your mind? Well, I mean, if you literally just like look at the difference between an accidental murder and a literal, oh, yeah, like yeah. a you know okay. first degree, like those are okay, biblical okay. distinctions that are being made there, okay. and we we have them yeah. today because of the Bible, um, right? Like in uh, secular civil law, in pagan civil law, they didn't they didn't have that sort of distinction. If you murdered someone, yeah. if you killed someone, you weren't supposed to. You're, you're dead no matter what, right? Um, but there's distinctions as taking into account if someone meant it. If they were being reckless, mm-hmm. if they are have intention to just murder someone, like all of these nuances, self defense, yeah, self defense, all of these yeah. things are taken into account. And when someone is pushing it back against a theana a theonomic position, they just level all of these things out into you think everyone should just be stoned, right? And that's that's literally all, constantly what I hear. The no, position that's on. that's. That's the liberals' position. They yep. think everyone yes. should just respond. <laughs> Stone with words and you should be canceled forever. Well, yeah. But let the reader understand that yeah, one. Also true. Also true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Good but so, so my issue here, right, is... Drugs. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get you at first. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so the issue here is no theonomist that I am aware of and I, I've put out this several times on Twitter. I've been like, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't think, can someone give me an example of any theonomist? Like, can you give me a quote anywhere where someone's like, we should just take the law and shove it into society? Because it's not there. Yeah. It, it doesn't, maybe there is a couple of crazy people in the, in the, the, the rafters somewhere who are saying that. Yeah. But the theonomist position is not that. And honestly, all it really is, is a return to what we were doing 200 years ago. Right. If you look at American society, if you look at European society, if you look at the common law of England, you can't tell me that wasn't a theonomic set of case law, right? The Mm -hmm. common law of England is literally just taking the case law of Israel and making it fit the society of England, right? That's what they were already doing. Um, And so it's what, what I'm seeing is the, the current push against theonomy um, is a modern push. Um, it's only possible through our modern lens of secularism, weak separation of church and state. We have to be like this Anabaptist sort of, we can't touch the government sort of feel, right? That's, that's not the historical Christian position. It's never been the historical Christian position. Um, theonomists are literally just going back to how it was before. Um, but we got away from it. And then there was a push in the seventies and eighties, Rush Dooney, Bonson, Gary North. These people are like, wait a second. Wait, we stopped doing this for a while. Why are we doing this again? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So how would you, how would you like respond to somebody that is saying, well, all you want to do is push religion on somebody or you, you want to bring us back in time to something that isn't realistic. 
So one thing I'd point out is I do disagree with plenty of historical examples of people attempting to badly and or who are badly interpreting Mosaic case law and making tyrannical church states. Um, right. That, that there are examples of that in history and I don't condone those. But when you actually look at the Mosaic law, you have infinitely more freedom, even as a non-believer under that law, than you do in almost every, I think any law today at all. Like there, there's not a single code of law today where you have less freedom than the Mosaic, or then where you have more, more freedom than the, the Mosaic code. Um, when you actually look at what is required, very, very little. Um, most of the Mosaic law is here are the principles. Um, here are the things that you should do, but the civil law, the civil magistrate doesn't have the authority to punish you for. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it is up to your wisdom and discretion. Like it has very clear yeah. and strict principles on the outskirts of where, where things could get really bad. And most everything else is that it, it lets the other spheres of society take care of those things. Yeah. Right. So the family, the church, um, those things and the individual, right. The other spheres of life, those things are responsible for way more in a theonomic, system in a mosaic you know in a, in in a taking the the actual law of god and being consistent with it as a christian throughout all spheres of life it will yeah. look a lot less like a tyrannical church state and a lot more like an anarcho-capitalist paradise where churches and and families take on way more of the sanctions that the, the state today does right so something like drugs for example right the government I, and there are theonomists who will agree, disagree with me on this. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I and, and that's what I that's what I think is great about this. I'm not saying I have all of the right interpretations of this. All I'm saying is we have to start with scripture as our foundation for yeah, at least saying all yeah, spheres. We'll release, yeah, we're going to go with what the Bible says. Yeah, exactly. That we start there and then we can have disagreements about what that looks like. And, and as long as we're doing honest exegesis and we're being honest with history and the context yeah. and trying to be consistent with all of this, we're going to get somewhere and we might disagree, but we're going to get somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, but yeah, so like drugs, for example, uh, in, in my position here would be like the go civil government doesn't have the right to have authority over public health. Um, it, that's, that's not a thing that they have. There are some, what? there's some priestly codes that are given in the new Testament that have to do with like skin diseases and stuff. But when you really look at the context there, it's very much a uncleanness of like, you can't enter the temple. That's what's happening there. Not yeah. you can't be in like, you're, you're out of the camp because you're unclean and you're going to get mm -hmm. other people unclean, not because you had COVID right. And you have to, you have to, you know, <laughs> lock down for you. Um, like there are the other spheres of society can take care of that stuff, especially I, I thought, in, I thought that those verses meant that you could, uh, if you weren't vaccinated, you were unclean. So yeah, you're on, you yeah, exactly. So you can be kicked out of the camp. Yeah. For uh -huh. society. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, but like my example drugs. So like we have a very huge issue in the United States right now with drug abuse. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but our solution is terrible. Our solution is if you have drugs or selling drugs, or if you're involved with drugs in any way, you're being, you're put in prison where other people are going to have to pay for your, uh, food and shelter. Um, so you, a bunch of taxpayers are going to have to pay for your bad mistakes. Um, and then because of the horrible things that happen in prison, uh, you're going to get out and 
also the you're going to be scarred and traumatized from that and not going to be a functioning member of society and also and also you're going to be tagged forever um and you're not going to be able to get a job and so you're going to end up being more criminal and then you're going to go right back in that's horrible horrible way of trying to solve this problem Mm -hmm. uh the the actual christian response is leave the government out of it and you have families and churches have very strict sanctions against those things right if you yeah right if you're involved in drug abuse you you get put under church discipline you get put under major discipline by your father uh but the issue we have we have those spheres have also collapsed and so the government Mm -hmm. has taken over from them um so so when i when i say theonomy right I'm also advocating for a complete overhaul of the other spheres. Um, yeah. Do you think that's the only way that I could, I mean, cause that's the thing that I'm thinking of, right. Yeah. Is, and is what I heard people say is because our society has continued to go more into more godless, yeah. godlessness. We need these other spheres to step up and the government is, is the one that's so like what that's, that's what I've heard people say. Yeah. Right? So, and, and so it's, I, yeah, good. I agree with you. Like we should. I I definitely want stronger churches and stronger families. Yeah, and less government. Do you think that the only way that we can have less government is if we have stronger families and stronger? Um, um I th- I think it's churches? it's both and and not either or. Um, okay. right. Like I, this has to be a complete wholesale thing on both fronts. You can't try to make families and churches stronger. And still let the government do what it's doing right now, right? Yeah. That, and that's pre- pretty clear by the major overreach the government has had um, against us, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, trying to shut down all churches—that's that's pretty major. Um, yeah. And you know, whatever reason they gave for it doesn't matter. Um, they're going against God at that point. Um, and so the the issue here I see is. If we try to, and, and I feel like that's what we've been trying to do already, right? Any revivals that have happened in the past 200 years have been personal and very folk. I mean, honestly, very individual. Um, yeah. And they aren't actually changing the, the, the things that matter. Um, and, and we're not going to get there faster by still advocating for a bad form of government, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got to be honest. We're not going to, we don't have the power as individual Christians or as families or even as churches right now to just like wholesale change laws. But you know what we can do? We can resist bad ones. We can refuse to follow bad ones. And guess what? When enough people do that, government can't do anything anyway, right? Um, it takes a very, very small percentage of a population to resist a government mandate and edict for the government to back down. Historic history has shown us this, so it's not even that big of an ask. Um, we just have to, right now, all churches and all families everywhere who are Christians need to do all three, right? Strengthen their families, strengthen their churches, refuse to have a good uh, bad views of government, and all three fronts at once, and we'll get somewhere. Um, but we can't just say, well, the government has to be doing this stuff because the family and the church isn't stepping up. No, 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 no. Start with where you are right now. Solve the problems that are in front of you, right? If you're a pastor of a church, you need to be taking, you need, you, you can't be running to the government if if someone in your, in your, um, uh, uh, jurisdiction is abusing drugs. Like, how dare you? What, why would you do that? You are like, that's evil. 
if you're going to push these people into a horrible system that is not for them, it is not just, you you solve that problem in-house, right? You you just act as if, right now, you act as if God's word is true all over the place, 100%. And if that means resisting the government and refusing to go along with what the government is saying you have to do, so be it, right? Yeah. Um, we start there and then ground uh, grassroots, it builds from there. And then eventually we get, I mean, honestly, we're, th- we're starting to get it for a couple places right now. If you've been following anything that Jeff Durbin's been doing with Apologia, oh, uh, with the, with the abol- yeah, yeah. Uh, abolition of abortion, he's, mm-hmm. there's a, a guy in, and I don't know, I, I'm a little behind on my Apologia podcast. I don't know how this has been going, but like, there's a governor who is like going to try to pass a, a, like a, a bill to abolish mm-hmm. abortion completely in the state and that's possible not because we voted right it's because men of god told men in the government to stand up and be men so it's it's not about our solutions to this problem are certainly legal in nature in some ways but it's all or nothing right all of these spheres have to be working together for anything to Mm -hmm. change and you can't back down on any of them um, so no, I would, I would say like, y- you can't just focus on families and churches and then say, well, for now the government has to do this thing because th- yeah. the government's not going to stop. The government's going to get worse and worse, right? Same thing. You're trying to conserve something at that point. You're trying to just maintain mm-hmm. it for now while you get this other thing solved over here. Um, we need, we need to do all, all or nothing for all of these spheres. Um, and we, we won't get that by backing down on what God, God's word says is just, um, in his law. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I do. I agree with you. I. I don't know. I guess maybe. I don't. Should I start calling myself theonomist? I was just like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel should, like it's but... smart. I felt like it was just. I feel like, especially because, like my way of thinking is, if we because we as Christians we do live in a society where we cannot just forget about the government. We can't just yes. like, not think about it, and I feel like that's what people want to. Because here's so many people just talk about how Christians want to, uh, people that are concerned about the government or what they're doing are just so concerned with being, uh, gaining power or uh, fighting culture wars and they should be focused on the gospel and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, I, I feel like, and then they're like, you're not loving your neighbor. You're not loving God when you're doing that thing. You're making this an idol. And for me, it's like, no, 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 it's, I, I love God. I love my neighbor enough to, like, I worry about what the government's doing because it doesn't just affect me. And it's also, you know, I have a responsibility before God to take care of my wife and my kids. And my kids are going to grow up in a, in a society that is most definitely affected by what the government does. And so I, I, I think, okay, so, so we have government. And uh, I think we should have government, but what should the government be doing? And I figure, like, you know, if especially because we're Christians, if the God of the universe, uh, he did institute a government before, like he has done it, and he and then he like showed them exactly what he wanted them to do. Yep. Why wouldn't we just be like, hey, what did the most perfect being in the whole universe and the most wise God? decide to include in that society like why wouldn't we just be like hey maybe we should just maybe just we should take a look at even this. If, no maybe we should even take a look at it, even even if and i don't think so right 
even if the Bible said, or, or if, which it doesn't, or if it was true, right? Like we don't have to worry about the Old Testament. It's gone or whatever. The law is done away with it, which yep. is not. I don't think so, right? Like I mean, I yeah, Jesus literally said. Jesus says, yeah. Not not a dot or tittle from yeah. the word will pass away before my uh-huh. heart, for my word to pass away. Like heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will yeah. not pass away. So like, why wouldn't we, I, I would think like, wouldn't it be wise to kind of like, just take a look at what God said and at least think about it. Cause I feel like people don't even want to think about it. They're just like, no, 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 no. Like we, we cannot force people to live under this or like, we cannot, we, like our job isn't to build up. Like Jesus says, my kingdom is not on this earth. That's what people keep going back to. As like, I honest, like, I, I think you were thinking I'm saying something that I'm not. Like, right. I, I think exactly. that's really what it is. Yeah. And that, that's what I found more often than not, right? Like when people are saying yeah. this, they're not, dealing with my position they're reacting against a very um, like modern american um mindset where we can't yeah. touch church and and religion and and that's not even what, what what's is, really yeah. funny is that's not even what the guy who wrote it it was thomas jefferson i think I don't thomas remember jefferson, who, yeah. yeah who wrote it even meant by that right for church and state it was literally like one denomination of christian of christianity should not yes. be the because, state church <laughs> yes because the because and I, I've learned this in my book that I'm reading, mm-hmm. because they were very concerned with the Anglican Church exactly. coming over to America before the. And that's great. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Right? They yes. were yeah. They were like, we do not want to be uh, dictated to what the 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 state should worship. not have yeah. an official church. The Anglican, so they didn't want the Anglican Church. Like they yep. saw the people Anglican. Uh, pastors here in America were not well regarded before yeah. the war for independence. But like I said before, they also met in their government meeting and were like, we're going to fast and pray that God frees the people of Boston mm-hmm. and uh, until he does so. And like, yep. we pray that God saves them. Right. So like, so that's what I think is interesting. And we see that all the time. And I mean, like the constitution, or, is it the constitution or the, the, the declaration of independence? acknowledges god like we hold these truths to be self-evident that all yep. men are created equal Declaration by whom by god yeah it's like so i, I, I yeah i don't know yeah and, and I, so there, there's like we're obviously <laughs> the founders made a mistake in not being more clear in their founding yeah. documents that they were, they meant yeah. jesus christ and there were a few of them who were definitely like just deists and not mm. christians but they were all very obviously writing a founding document for a nation full of Christians. Yeah. I feel like they took it for granted. Like exactly, it was like, that's what it was. Of course, and that was a mistake, be, right? Yeah. They should yeah. have been more clear with that. But the mistake wasn't, you know, uh, the 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 context wasn't a bunch of deists got together and happened yeah. to mention God because they believed in God. It was literally, uh, you know, uh, again, I think this is Thomas Jefferson again saying like this founding doc like this government is only for a moral and religious people it is wholly Not, un- inadequate for for any other like this will only was, work i think that might have been madison i'm not sure it might have been yeah one of the founding fathers said that yeah yeah it wasn't jefferson but yeah you'll, you'll yeah quote quote part of that and you'll find it on google i, I don't need to cite <laughs> my sources here everyone everyone can find that google it yourself yeah google it yourself do your own research um, <laughs> but yeah it, that's what's insane about this is this is the historic christian position 
um, general equity theonomy is the historic Christian position, I, I believe. Okay. And I think it's clear through, I mean, even just medieval, the medieval church, like they went too far in some places for sure, mm -hmm. but they, they took it for granted. They assumed that they, we were supposed to base our laws off of God's law, right? That's why like, else would they yeah. burn witches throughout all of Christian? Like why else would witchcraft be a capital offense? Why would sodomy be a capital offense? Be because they, no, because the word of God, like, okay. right? Yeah. So what do you, th what do you think about, cause that's something that I have thought about, like, okay, mm -hmm. so how does that look like today? What, what does it look like for, for things like that? Like witchcraft and, uh, sodomy. Uh, I mean, yes. Sodomy should be death penalty. Um, the yeah. more I've learned about what sodomy actually is and can do to a person, uh, let's get a little yeah. graphic. Let's get a little graphic here no, no. for just a second. Put I, the uh, kids away. y'all. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. So I read a, uh, a little tweet thread uh, a while back uh, where some guy, I think sort of sarcastically, because he had maybe heard something like this and then was like, well, this is crazy, right? He tweeted, so at uh, what age do you gay men have to start wearing adult diapers? Oh, yeah, I saw that, man. And a gay man responded very seriously. Well, I had to start wearing adult diapers at 21, but that's because I was a bottom. And honestly, it's not even that bad. Like, it's totally worth it. And I was staring at that and I was like, this is wicked, unbelievably yeah. wicked. Like it's not, it is a sexual perversion that harms people. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Consent is a terrible measure of what is right and wrong and either, either what, and, and also what is just to be punished. Yes. Yeah. Sodomites should be killed. I mean, that's just, and, and it's, this is, that's as and dead this serious. This is this is the the tape that will be played at our uh, at our trials, Caleb. Yeah, I mean, probably. Right. <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> and, and, but but what what I mean by like again, I, I want to make sure that I'm being clear here too. What yeah. I don't mean is you are like you have homosexual urges, and so you are yeah. murdered. Yeah. Absolutely not, hundred percent not. That's not what yeah. the law of God is about, right? Um, but if you defile someone's butt right you're you're actually physically harming them right it doesn't matter if they consented to it it's wrong of you to do that it is a sexual perversion before god and i i don't think the death penalty is unwarranted there right yeah. i i but that being said right that being said that is also the maximum penalty allowed mm -hmm. again there are like and and again case law that we're not god's law is not one-to-one -one, this ha you did this so this happens it is giving us mm -hmm. general principles to tell you the seriousness what extenuating circumstance might mitigate that seriousness so mm -hmm. on and so forth another thing we do need to take into consideration though for for this topic right i i think with sodomy specifically Yes, I think given what it is, it should be yeah. illegal, but, but the, uh, the new Testament is very clear on one thing. Um, it, it gives a list of horrible, horrible sinners before God, homosexuals being one of them. And then it says such were some of you, right? Yeah. There is a difference in the new covenant. There is a legitimate difference in the new covenant that was not true before in the old covenant in the old, I, I think it will, it might've been. Doug Wilson, someone else, I don't remember who said this, but um, I had a really good point about the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and the New, T New Covenant. In the Old Testament, 
um, sin was contagious, right? They had to be very clear about purging the camp from sin to be to purge the camp from uncleanness. Anything you could possibly get into in this sphere could be bad. So you have to like it's all like yeah. forbidden. You can't eat this certain meat, whatever, you know, all that stuff. That's because sin was contagious. It was a, a time where they were surrounded by pagan nations. The Holy Spirit's not around yet, right? And so yeah. you don't have that changing power of the gospel yet. This is well, a he's around, but he's not within. Right. He's not within all yeah. believers, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, and so you, you have a difference, a legitimate difference in the way that these laws are written and, um, uh, enforced because of that reality, the new covenant in the new covenant, holiness is contagious, right? We complete 180. The gospel mm-hmm. has gone out into all of the world and has changed the face of human society in a way that was never possible before. And that changes, the, that does legitimately change the way we interact with the Old Testament laws. I think it definitely does. I think we should be more lenient um, with those sorts of things, right? With um, with homosexuals, with, um, yeah, pagan pagans in general, right? Yeah. Um, there is certainly already um leniency in the law for private worship of gods that are not god um mm-hmm. i think in a christian society you should be allowed as a non-christian to worship allah um but you're not allowed to go into a public space and try to do some sort of ritual for allah you know, in a government building or whatever, you know, because we're the standard should be this is a Christian nation. We are a society of Christians. We are following the law of God. And so you as a sojourner can live here. And because it's a Christian nation, it will be great for you to live here. Right. Like you will be blessed by that. Um, but you are not allowed to try to like put your ungodly rituals into the public sphere um, in a way that for Christians, that's not true. Um, it, so there's, there's stuff like that, right. That I yeah. think there's, there's a lot to, to discuss. There's a lot to figure out, but if we are clear about the standard in scripture is God's laws are just, and we start from that vantage point, we will have a good society. Um, yeah. and you can see I that guess. throughout history. I mean, what, what societies ended slavery, the Christian ones, right. Mm. Um, what societies have made the greatest standard of living in all of human history, the Christian ones. Um, there is something yes. great and good and just about a society filled with Christians who are following God's law uh, and the principles laid within the Bible um, for every sphere of their lives. Uh, it's going to change the world. Um, and it, it, if we ignore the civil government in, in that equation, we're going to fail. Right? It's not going to work because the government's yeah. going to become Leviathan and trample us. Um, mm-hmm. like we are called to be leaven, uh, and to fill the whole loaf and the loaf includes civil governments. Um, read Psalm two. If you, if you need a little bit more convincing of this, um, it's a messianic Psalm. Let's, let's, let's go to it. Shall we? Um, yeah, man. I got my Bible here. Do you want me to read it? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead and do it. I, I got it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, why did the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. 
Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. That, that's the enemy, right? Kings yeah. of the earth are required to kiss the sun. They, they, it's yeah. not optional for them, um, yeah. right? They, they have to, or else they will be destroyed. Um, yeah. And that's the, the story of the world. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this at my next uh, local city council meeting. Seriously, right? <laughs> no, I really th- should. Yeah. No, no, I, uh, I, uh, a while back I spoke at our, one of our county supervisor mm-hmm. meetings and, uh, I, I, I said something along the lines like, yeah, you guys are the, the Bible says that you are servants of Jesus, of God, and you are to do what he says. Uh, Jesus is your King and you should follow what he says. And the next person that spoke after me, um, was like, you are not to follow your job is not to follow Jesus. It's not to follow God. Your job is to do what's right for the people of Rock County. And whether you believe in Jesus or not. And I think that's the, the, yeah. And to people that would say something like that, I just want to say that everybody has a belief system that they're, that they want to have imposed on somebody else. Exactly. The question is, is like, which one is right? And that's what this whole podcast is about. Like go back and listen to all of our other episodes, which we talk with people that aren't Christians because that's the whole thing. Everybody has a has a standard, and we we. I mean, if if you're an unbeliever, like you have a standard that you want me to live by. You don't want me to share my faith with you with other people. And that's a, that's a standard that you have, right? And so, I mean, if but if we're Christians, we should we should want to follow what God says. Just just like, even if we can't make somebody else believe it, we should want them to believe it because yep. we we should. Yep recognize that it's the best yeah it's the best thing that could happen for them mm-hmm. yeah and i think what, what's important in this whole thing right is the difference between this and some tyrannical church state is the government's job is not to convert people yeah right that's not its job its job is to do one thing and one thing only i am honestly sick and tired of people trying to put two things that the government should do they, they'll usually say um, to execute justice and to promote the common good. No, uh, that is, yeah. that's oh, not I've what scripture so says that, that you're, you're importing <laughs> that into the text. It's not there. It has one job, bear the sword against evil doers, period. And yeah. so what God says is evil and deserves a punishment from the civil magistrate. Those are the things that the civil magistrate should punish. Nothing else. The government should not be involved in transportation, education, anything of the sort they are they are forbidden from going in those places those are the realms of businesses churches families individuals there are other sanctions that can be given in those spheres for bad things that happen there the government is not allowed to take it upon themselves to have you be fined if you don't pay them to drive your car that's wicked and evil the dmv is wicked and evil like, I, like dead DMV. serious about that because 
what what is actually happening there shirts. is yeah what is actually happening there is the government is stealing from you 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 bought a car it's yours you are allowed to drive it because it's yours you bought it and the government says no you cannot and i i don't care if you get you freak out on me because you're like but but you got to keep everybody safe on the roads whatever whatever it doesn't matter other spheres such as businesses churches and families have sanctions that can deal with those things and they will deal with them way better than the punishment being you pay the government more money that's what tells me yeah. more than anything else that the government does not have our best interests in mind by doing this they want to get rich and they are getting rich off of this stuff and 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 uh- I did. I talked to somebody recently that did that does believe that the government's job is to um, promote the common good. So I'm like, so what is the best thing? I honestly, as Christians, what is the best thing that we could want for our neighbor? Out of anything else in the world, yep. like what is the best thing? It's, it's that they would become a Christian. Yep, that they would hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. But we would, everybody would like cry foul if tomorrow. <laughs> The government made it a, a crime for you not to share the gospel. Like you had to share the gospel, or you were gonna be imprisoned. Yeah. Or if they, if they, or if they did start like, yeah, a campaign instead of getting everybody vaccinated, it's everybody. Uh, everybody has to a become Christian. a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. That and that, but that's that's where you get when you don't go off of what God's word says. Yeah. Right. You you get and and that's really I mean, at the end of the day that's what I see from people. The reason they react against the enemy is they want to be able to have be their own law. They want to be able to make up what they think should work in the civil law. Um, yeah. That's their standard is themselves. Um, and I'm sorry, but that doesn't cut it. Um, you're, you're not allowed to do that. That's wicked. And it needs to be repented of. Um, we can have discussions all day about exactly how theonomy looks, right? But at the end of the Come day, if you say God's law should not be the standard on which we base our society's laws, you are wrong and you are in sin. But yeah, I, good. I, I, I say all, I, one last clarification. I say all that. Okay. But then the only way all of this works is if the gospel goes out to all the nations, right? Um, individuals, churches, families um, need to be the, like the gospel going out into all the world is the thing that actually makes this possible. Um, and actually following the great commission where you teach them to obey all the, all that you command. If you look at the great commission, it's the most theonomic thing on the planet. Um, it says disciple the nations. It doesn't say disciple mm-hmm. a, a select few in every nation it says disciple the nations themselves, baptizing them and teaching then, them yeah. to obey all that I have, commanded, I have you. commanded you. Um, guess what Jesus commanded us everything in the old Testament too, because guess what he said? He said, love your neighbor as yourself and love God. That is the whole of the law and the prophets. That's Jesus's words right there, which means there you go. All the law and the prophets, you are required to obey them. We, of course there's context. There's context in every passage of scripture. You can't be a literalist. Um, you, you should be a literalist in the sense that you take each passage of scripture in the literary context in which it is meant and the literary genre in which it is meant. But no one in the right mind is going to take a one-for-one one correlation for anything that's found in scripture without giving co- proper context first. Um, and, and, and anyone who's saying that theonomists aren't like are just trying to force an outdated code onto society are wrong and they're misrepresenting. They're being very un, unkind 
in their representation. They're making a straw man. Um, yeah. No, no, no living Theonis that I know of believes that. So only the anyway, good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, there might be some crazy people, but those aren't the <laughs> people who are making, um, who are changing the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, there's, there all, are, there's obviously there lots more that I could say. Crazy on this. people changing the world right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's fair. You know what I meant, though. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. I got you, man. No, I think yeah. I guess I don't really learn anything because everything you just said, yeah, is my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Did you get the Did you get the reference? Uh no, apparently not. I'll let the reader understand. I'll let the reader understand. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll replay this section of the episode. We're going to try to figure it out. Yes. Yeah. When you do, you need to let me know. Okay. Send, okay. send a letter in the mail or something. Smoke signal. Yeah. But no, dude, I really, I, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yep. And I guess, I guess. Um, you guess you're a theonomist. Yes, a, you're a general oh, yeah. general equity theonomist which is as far as i'm concerned standard uh theonomy so okay um i'm, a, I'm a, some of that regular because you're actually taking the law as it's meant in its context which yeah even as it was originally it was a case law system it wasn't meant to be yeah. a like one for one you do everything in here and nothing in, that's not written in there yeah, yeah. that's not how it works so awesome all right well I guess I want to end just by uh, if anybody is listening to this. Um, I hope so. Cause <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never gave you the numbers for how many, like, yeah, how many people. Um, let's see. Yeah, we can look at that. In a, in a, in a, in a, oh, keep, keep talking. I'm looking at that. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I was going to say, like, if you're a Christian and, and uh, you don't think this way, just ask you why. Why? Why don't you think this way? Um, like, why wouldn't you want? god that you have put your faith and trust in to also not just dictate how you live your personal life but also how our government is run like he definitely should have a say in that because this is his world and like we read jesus is the king of the nations and the kings are under him like he is the king of kings he's the lord of lords so i mean he's their lord whether they acknowledge him or not exactly and our, our job as Christians that. is to like uh, preach to those people in power and yeah. say, you are responsible yeah. to Christ yeah. for what you're doing. We're, we're to pray for them. Yep. And I feel, and I think that in praying for them, that prayer isn't just hoping for the best for them, yep. but yep. also we should try to instruct them in what is going to be best, not just for them, but in reality for our neighbor right like yep and then for those people that aren't christians i mean we talked about a lot about the law and i'm gonna read the passage that you brought up before in first corinthians 6 that says or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor men who practice homosexuality nor thieves nor the greedy nor drunkards nor revilers nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Like none of us live up to this standard. And that's not what we're saying here. We're not saying that if we put a government that followed the law of God, that everybody would become a Christian or even that like we're trying to follow the law of God perfectly to become a Christian. 
we were saying that you can't live up to it. When our conversation was about something different, but like ultimately, you cannot live up to this law. You are a sinner and you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the only way you can be right with God is if you repent of your sin, you turn from your sin, and you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, God Himself, who did die on the cross and who did pay the punishment that we deserve to pay. We, he took on the wrath of God on our behalf. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father as king over this whole universe. And the king calls you to turn from your sin and trust in him, that you will inherit the kingdom of God. Because Paul goes on to say, and, and he'll make you a new creation, right? Um, and bring you to himself. And then you can be included in the people that Paul is talking about here when he says, and such were some of you, you were those unrighteous people, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. And that's ultimately our hope for everybody. Like We don't want to just build a Christian, quote unquote, Christian nation in the sense that we just want to have laws that yep. follow the Bible. I want people, I want a, an actual Christian nation that is filled with actual Christians because they repent of their sins and put their faith and trust in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like that's the ultimate goal. And I hope, I hope an unbeliever hears this and repents, honestly. And I don't know, everybody go read your Bible. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yep. I don't know. That's all I got to say about yeah. that. Yeah. The, I mean, the law of God is a serious thing and needs to be taken seriously, but also the gospel changes hearts, changes minds. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm confident that, um, you know, if Christians just keep doing, uh, being faithful um, to the mission that we have, uh, eventually the world will be Christianized. Um, yeah. That That's the that's the end of it. The future is Christian, my my peeps. Um, the future is Christian and the entire uh, earth will be filled with the law as the waters cover the sea. That's what the word of God says. Um, and if you don't like it, well, too bad. So you're gonna you're you're you gonna be like long dead by the by the time it happens anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and all of us will be long dead by that time, right? Like yeah. it's it's gonna take a while. Um, but God has a plan for history, and uh, our our job is to to be uh, a piece of that and to be faithful where we are. Um, and uh, yeah, God's got it. I'm not worried. I don't think the liberals are gonna win. So. Anyway, I don't know. but you were going to show how many oh, people have we? Yeah, how many people? Um, so total listens slash wait, downloads. Wait, wait, wait. Over under 100. Yeah, I, I said over 100 before. Uh, what do you say? Okay, I think we're over 100. I, would, I, I do think we're over 100. I would say probably like 300 to 400. Interesting. We are at 952. What? Mm hmm. Yep. Dang, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should uh, probably do this more often. Apparently. Apparently. Let's see. I wonder what the most popular episode is. Um Dang. whatever that episode is, we just gotta keep talking about top the same episodes. Thing. Here we go. Here we go. Top episodes are I gotta find oh oh the current events roundtable is our most listened to episode of disagree with me the one we did with um ashley's brother. brother in law yeah. yeah um 136 lessons on that one dang so, yeah well yeah everybody thank you so much for listening 
to us. Um, I guess it's been a while, Caleb. I do want to check back in with you. Which one is better? Obviously, you probably changed your mind and Honestly, have repented of your erroneous <laughs> views. Speaking about what the Bible says, right? We need to seek that which is good and what the best. Mm-hmm. So, see, you, this is def- this you're, is you're a ready matter, to though, confess that Chipotle liberty. is better. This is a matter of Christian liberty, and we can disagree on this. And no one's in sin. Okay. Uh, okay. To be honest, though, I haven't had Qdoba or Chipotle in a long, long time. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, still Qdoba because I haven't had any of either in a while but we'll that's a Chipotle. default i guess yeah we all, okay we'll all right angel you know what maybe i will maybe i will just for you just maybe yeah. i will yeah. well i guess that's all we've got to say about that <laughs> very scattered episode but here we are oh yeah yes sir we're back back all again. right y'all peace <laughs>